The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. And you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and today I'm at the Holtorf Medical Clinic, and I am here with Dr. Whiteman, who actually is someone that helped me when I was very, very ill a few years back, and I had had Epstein-Barr and uh, pneumonia mycoplasma, and I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Holtorf and Dr. Whiteman today about all the amazing things that they offer at this clinic for people that have chronic fatigue or thyroid disorders or and say, for my case, I had a very strange mycoplasma on top of it. So welcome, Dr. Whiteman. Thank you. Thank you, nice for, thank you for being with us today. And what happened with my situation was kind of unique. Here I was, a, a triathlete. I was super fit. I was somebody that was in health and wellness and training for years and years on end. And then suddenly I found myself very, very ill. And it came on quickly, and I was looking for a solution at that time. And I was researching mycoplasmas for people that I was seeing for herbology and things. And I knew that I needed some kind of liquid colloidal silver, like an IV. And I came to your clinic. And at that time, we had an amazing discovery. And when I first came in here... um, I needed that colloidal silver IV, but what was amazing is I had this kind of odd rash on my leg. And the rash then disappeared within 30 minutes in real time in front of me while I did the IV. And I remember you saying to me, how do you know you need a colloidal silver IV? And I said, I don't know, I just do, and I'm really grateful you have it because really I couldn't breathe very well. And the moment it entered into my system, I could literally feel the the silver working on whatever the bugs were in my lungs or the mycoplasma or whatever it was and I could breathe better when I left and I'm sure you see these things kind of all the time maybe not quite like that but something similar what is it that you now see more often well a lot of my patients do have chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and that uh, always means that they have a weak immune system and they're prone to a lot of different infections. So one of the things that is very useful is intravenous colloidal silver, which kills many various things. Um, what, what does colloidal silver technically do, and why, did you, why do you choose that for this clinic? Because it's, it's something you've used since the get-go. It basically kills all infections, candida, viruses, and bacteria. Um, so we've been using that for a long time. We also do a lot of ozone now as well. They're very complementary in that they both um, kill all of those infections. And you can use them one, in, one at a time or combined? 
Um, some people like to do two on the same day, maybe two to three times a week, um, depending on their schedule, how far away that they live. Um, some people choose to do one one day and another another day. What can happen is when we are fighting and killing these infections and killing them off, the um, degradation products release toxins into the body that cause a Herxheimer reaction. So if we do too much for some sensitive people, um, that's almost too much for them. It's kind of a good sign. And people say, well, what is Herxheimer's? And that's where we're releasing these toxins and it causes an inflammation in the body, like a flu-like syndrome, where they get headache, muscle aches, um, flu-like symptoms. So they're detoxing too fast, essentially. Correct. They're having uh, a reaction in the system to try and rid the body of these, whatever they have in their, their, whatever bug it is or whatever. So if I am too aggressive and push both ozone and silver on the same day, that might be too much for some people, perhaps. See, this is interesting because not everybody understands the efficacy of these two things and how they can be used. When would you use ozone alone and when would you use silver alone? So if someone came in and they said, gosh, I don't know which one I would need, what would I have these for? Can you explain, is there a difference or or do they both work for the same thing, really? More history of how we've done it. I think we used to use more of the silver. We didn't used to do ozone when I first met you, but now we're doing more and more ozone. I kind of am liking ozone a little better, but both have a place. So I'm probably encouraging people to do ozone more often, but definitely silver as an alternative is very helpful. You know, last year I had a fella on the show and he actually had introduced ozone to all the grocery stores way back when and they didn't want that to use so that there weren't bugs. Instead of using pesticides and spraying uh, you know, irradiating anything that came in. Ozone would have been the natural solution to that. What's interesting about ozone, though, is actually safe almost anywhere in the body. I do a lot of injections in joints. Um, we even do a nasal preparation for people with acute sinusitis. But the one area for the body that ozone is not good for, and that's breathing it into the lungs, it's directly harmful to lung tissue when you breathe it in. It is not harmful in any way when we do it intravenously or if I inject it. Uh, we even do it rectally, um, which is a less expensive way and also effective um, but just that nasal one and or breathing it um, into your lungs is not a good thing to do have you ever used it for cancer that's a very loaded question and probably, <laughs> that's one we is probably don't want to even get into yet well maybe there's not enough research on, on <coughs> all of that but ozone generally is working for like it, infections and immune and system we also treat a lot of Lyme patients now, and All it's right. very effective at killing the Lyme bugs, too. When you're treating for Lyme, since that's such an epidemic today, would you also use the silver, and do you use other things as IVs for that? These are my sickest patients, and so we do a lot of things, and definitely considering both of those. I also like um, other intravenous therapies. We do quite a bit of that, where I give people a version of a Myers cocktail, a standard IV of nutritional kinds of things as well, um, and definitely focus on a lot of ozone and silver. And what is the response from the people that have Lyme. So let's say the person that's the most affected by Lyme is an immediate response, is it gradual over time or is it per individual? 
With the ozone, I usually recommend a series of 10 treatments and then reassess. Some people need 20, and the responses vary quite a bit, as does the, deg the degree of the disease. Some people are mild, other people are so sick they can barely get out of bed. You know, really, it's amazing because I was very lucky. I, I was, I've been a strong person my whole life, but when I came and found you, my immune system was shot just completely shot and it was hard for me to believe actually mm -hmm. I had to go to my primary care first and I had asked him I need you to test me for Epstein-Barr I need you to test me for pneumonia mycoplasmas and he thought I was nuts he's like you're too young you're too fit and I said no I don't think so and really I mean I came up with both of them and I was so ill I remember trying to walk a quarter of a mile and I would spend the next week flat in bed counting the naughty pine on the ceiling because I couldn't move and it was it was horrible but when I began to do the IVs when I got the silver in me it changed my life it changed everything and then we worked on my thyroid at that point which I think because of that has always been somewhat affected and it's been just tremendous and I think actually you put me on progesterone for a little while too now what would the progesterone do so people understand the progesterone, many people are very low in it, and it's a very important hormone that usually gets overlooked. If a woman is low progesterone, and I've had it in teenagers, 20-year-olds, and certainly in menopause time, as a matter of fact, by age 40, I've only ever seen a couple ladies that had any left. But many younger women are without it as well. So replacing progesterone does a lot of terrific things, and usually you want to take it orally. When you take it orally, you get two big advantages. One is that you get better sleep and you feel a lot calmer. It takes away some irritability. Progesterone also um, decreases all the cystic things in the body, breast cysts, uterine fibroids, um, ovarian cysts. I could probably stop a whole bunch of hysterectomies putting it on board early enough. That's good to know. That's important. Of course. It also balances any estrogen that's around. Um, it the has bad estrogen, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Well, any estrogen, if it's unopposed, you okay. want progesterone around to balance it. It also has anti-cancer benefits. It's very good for cognitive function of the brain. It's helpful for bones. So progesterone, and it also decreases um, PMS. I've helped many patients with migraine headaches decrease them by balancing the female hormones. It makes periods shorter, lighter, more regular with less PMS. Does all the things that birth control pills do without the dangers of the birth control pills that increase risk of blood clots? So um, there's definitely a place for it, but not for everyone. Not everyone needs it, but when they do, it's usually very nice. So Women usually don't want to give it up when I give it to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've noticed a difference in, in being on it, and I've definitely noticed a difference <laughs> for me. I guess you would di have diagnosed me with um, chronic fatigue in a way, right? Well, you brought, before you asked about progesterone, you brought up something really interesting that kind of explains a lot of what, patients have and that's this chronic fatigue syndrome and what is that you said you were you know a very avid athlete and doing a lot of things I was very active in, in athletics I used to run a lot of marathons and do a lot of bicycling so I knew a lot about this and I was seeing a lot of patients that were elite world-class athletes that they just all of a sudden crash and now they have all these things like you described and that's that chronic fatigue syndrome. So chronic fatigue syndrome is a disease that's usually triggered off by some kind of an infection. Epstein-Barr, mono is a common one, Lyme or different things like that or a major accident or major stress. And what happens to these patients? It's like you blow a fuse in the part of the brain called the hypothalamus 
and that's the auto-regulatory center for the body. So all these auto-regulatory systems all get messed up. So the immune system becomes weak, and now you're prone to all these other infections that are out there, candida, which was your rash. Um, your sleep becomes poor um, quality and unrefreshed, and many of the hormones get out of balance, and the mitochondria, the energy factors of the cells, become dysfunctional. Some of those things are very complicated, but these are the things that need to be addressed. And, and, and you treated for that, both with the colloidal silver and uh, the D-ribose that you use. Can you talk about that a little bit and what that's doing for people? Because that, is, that was life-saving for me. I love it. D-ribose is one of my favorite supplements because mm -hmm. it does some nice things. It's one of the main um, nutrients to nourish the mitochondria. So it boosts energy. It also has advantages of um, increasing um, mood, and it decreases achiness and soreness. So Ribamax is a very nice supplement doing that. Um, I mean, that's what I noticed is the achiness and soreness. Now, here I was super uber fit. Mm -hmm. And on the outside, you wouldn't be able to tell that. But I really could hardly move after even expending energy walking. Mm -hmm. And it took me a total of about two years to come back from that totally. And I, I did everything you told me. In addition, I added in like reishi mushroom and you'd given me shiitake. And that was amazing. And um, that built my immune system with everything combined over mm -hmm. time again. Mm -hmm. But the rooibos, that was... That's actually feel my that favorite supplement, yeah. plus helping people sleep well with progesterone and good natural melatonin. Pharmaceutical grade is key because most melatonin out there isn't very good. Now, you mentioned another really interesting thing, though, and that's you asked your doctor to check your immune system. And there is a very good test to check immune system. It's a natural killer cell activity, and I really like that test. When that's low, it documents somebody has a weak immunity, and that's consistent with having a diagnosis of chronic fatigue syndrome. So there's tests to check these various things out. And, and another thing I'd like to point out, um, which is really important, uh, is about my sticky blood that I had. But we're going to address that when we come back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and we're here at the Holtorf Medical Clinic in El Segundo, California. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter consciousness columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free Rome sanctuary. 
Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the Elephant Care Center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series Live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back and you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm here with Dr. Whiteman at the Holtorf Medical Clinic in El Segundo, California. And we've had an amazing conversation so far about all the things that they offer here at the clinic, especially ozone and colloidal silver IVs, and they have other nutritional IVs as well. And they specialize here in thyroid and uh, chronic fatigue and hard-to-solve cases in certain uh, certain things, and also they have a variety of different modalities in which they treat people. And I was talking to him before the break about my sticky blood that I had when I came in initially and was quite ill. And so I wanted to go back and address that because he was talking about blood tests and they test for killer the T cell levels and also a variety of different things that help them then determine how to treat someone. And my blood. As you know, it's odd because I was such an athlete, my blood was very sticky to the point of danger. And so let's talk about that a little bit. What was happening to me, literally? That's a very complicated thing. That's, we don't really get taught this in medical school, and a lot of people don't understand it. But it's related to having a weakness in the immune system. So when you get a weak immune system, you are now prone to all the infections that are out there that most healthy people fight off. Candida, viruses, bacteria. And what all these different infections do is make a sludgy, gunky stuff in the blood. The reason they do that is to make it harder to get rid of them. Um, but this affects the patient when they have this different uh, this sludge stuff. It's got real fancy names that we look at. People don't need to know the names, but there's fibrinogen, fibrin monomer, thrombinetti, thrombin complex, D-dimer. Um, there's like five or six numbers that I look at to see if they have this. But I also have a quick couple questions I can ask them to know if they really have this issue. So if I ask them that, do they bruise easy, that more so than normal or others, that's usually a key sign that they've got this problem. And the biggest thing is if I ask them if they do something and they, they crash, like maybe they clean the house and they spend two days in bed, or they take 
the kids to Disneyland and spend two days in bed. That's crashing when you overdo it. Some people can barely walk out to the driveway. If somebody tells me that, that crashing phenomenon, I know they have this problem. And then I do the blood tests and see how much of a problem it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really how I look at the blood tests. And then what happens to the patient when they have this weak immunity and all these different infections and the sludge stuff, I call it gunky sludge stuff, to visualize it. So now you've got all this gunky sludge stuff. So the blood is carrying oxygen and nutrients and hormones to the cells. When the blood vessel becomes tiny, it's a capillary, and that's where those guys go across into the cell. Now normally that process takes two seconds. But if you've got all this gunky sludgy stuff in the blood, it slows that time down. So it's longer than normal. It could be as horrible as five minutes. We can measure this. Um, most people aren't five minutes, but if... I think they, mine was five minutes. <laughs> and it's longer than normal. So what happens to the patient, it explains a whole bunch of symptoms that they have. So if it takes longer than two seconds to get into the cells, it's part of the theory that explains fatigue, tiredness, brain fog, contracted tights or achy muscles, and the blood is thicker and darker in many cases when you look at it. And the worst thing, I think, is that they probably have increased risk of blood clots as well. Now, I've got a couple ways to deal with that. One is an enzyme system that acts like a Pac-Man to gobble that stuff up, and that's all somebody needs. Other people, it's worse than that, and they need to go to heparin shots in a very tiny, low dose. That's kind of complicated. I could talk more about that if you wanted. Um, I don't do that in the beginning, but it's also a very good thing to, to help patients. But key thing, too, though, is it all relates back to having a weak immune system. So it's crucial to boost the immune system up, and you basically need to do three key things to boost the immunity up. One is vitamin D. Everybody seems to be low in that, and we actually don't get enough from the sun. How is that possible, especially in California? I've never seen a place that has so many people low in vitamin D, and here we are in sunshine. That's really interesting. It took me a long time to kind of figure this out, I think. And that's that I've got lifeguards and surfers, and I've talked to doctors in Hawaii, and even there, their patients are low in vitamin D. doesn't really make sense. But the reason seems to be is that the vitamin D from the sun takes 48 hours to get absorbed. And we wash it off with our showers and soaps, so we really don't get it from the sun, so we need to replace it. So vitamin D is one of the key things for immunity. The other two things are probiotics. 80% of our immune system is in the intestinal tract. So we need good healthy bacteria in the bowel to promote a healthy immunity. And then we have a supplement that I've had great success with. Most of my patients have a weak immunity. A lot of them knew it intuitively and tried a lot of things on their own very unsuccessfully. When I give them our immune stem, which is a combination of various things, including some of the mushrooms, it really enhances their immune system. Many patients got sick all the time. They tell me that, and I give them this product, and they come back and say, touch wood, I never get sick anymore, and I used to get everything that went through the house. Until two years later, and here's another story I hear a lot. How are you doing? Terrible. I just had pneumonia, bronchitis, a bad cold. And I always know the answer. Are you still on that immune stem? Oh, no, I quit it. I didn't think I needed it anymore. Uh-huh. So, so yeah. that's, you know, that speaks to something that I've talked about a lot with people over time, and that is that there's a general perception among people that herbs, i.e. mushrooms or other mm-hmm. medicinal herbs, mm-hmm. are 
something that they take just for a bit and then they're done. Now that might be true with some herbs, but in an immune building scenario, it really is something they need to do for quite a while because herbs are not medication, though they have a high degree of effect. Like there might yes. be a degree three herb or something instead of like a cucumber, a degree one herb. They have a stronger effect, but in order to shift the cells and actually build the body back up, it needs to be done for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And you probably see that where people need well, this. I do, and it, what I've, I've been doing this for 13 years now after a long career in emergency medicine, and that's that this immune system, when this fuse blows, that tends to be a lifelong issue. And it doesn't get better um, unless you keep working at it. Um, in the future, when we learn more about stem cell therapy, gene cell therapy, we may be able to reverse and heal some of these things. But currently, we're not able to. Well, let's speak about my, my rash that I had on my leg, because that speaks to some of the immune weakness, which was diagnosed as candida at that time that was in the bloodstream. And many people don't really know what that is. They don't know what yeast in the bloodstream is or candida in the bloodstream. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. Candida is out there everywhere for everybody, but most healthy people fight it off. Candida exists wherever there's moisture. So we go to the gym, we get it on our feet, athlete's foot. A lot of ladies, healthy ladies, take an antibiotic, get a vaginal yeast infection, we give them a pill or two and knock that out. When you get a weak immune system, though, this candida that's everywhere where it's moist come into the body and take over and they become a nasty lifelong companion. And do they, does it center in one area or is it all throughout the body? What happens? Well, it gets in, in, the, in, in the digestive canal, right from the tongue all the way through the full alimentary canal. And then it can seep into the blood so we can do blood tests to see mm-hmm. uh, when I'm examining patients, I look at their tongue and see how much white coating is there. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a good sense. And if they tell me they're craving sugars, which is a food for candida, uh, and they get all bloated all the time, I know that they've got a big candida issue and then I'll check the blood test and I'll teach them ways to deal with that. And so what does candida do to a person that is detrimental? Makes you feel all gassy, bloated, makes you crave carbohydrates, knocks down the immune system, makes you fatigued. And it's also one of these contributors to making that bad, gunky sludge stuff that we just talked about. And so now, what is the number one thing that you see that comes in the door here? Well, being that I've been here for a long time, I'm getting more of the tougher cases. And uh, Lyme disease is exploding across the country. And I'm getting a lot of Lyme patients. And we're kind of a unique clinic, so we have people coming in from all over the world. So I'm seeing a lot of Lyme patients. We still do a lot of hormonal imbalance, um, postmenopausal women, thyroid, diabetes, weight kind of things too. But I'm seeing a lot of the sicker patients with bad chronic fatigue and Lyme disease. Well, let's talk a little bit about thyroid. Thyroid seems to be something that uh, is chronic everywhere. Why do you think that is and what are you seeing? Thyroid is very unique. We really don't get taught this in medical school and the tests that we get taught to use aren't very useful done in the usual way. But many people are low thyroid. Everybody with chronic fatigue seems to have an issue with thyroid and giving them some thyroid really helps them. They're low in energy and thyroid's good for that. But the tests are poorly understood. Most aren't doing the right tests nor understanding them correctly. But probably 30% of people in this country are low thyroid with symptoms. And the thyroid gland is very unique. It's very easily injured by so many things around us. Smoking, radiation, pollution, heavy metal exposure, lead and mercury, 
we're all getting exposed to mercury from the fish in the ocean because of China, unfortunately. Um, and Fukushima, we, we yeah. on the west coast uh, got a blast of that. I know that my mm -hmm. peach tree in the backyard, the leaves bubbled and turned orange and people didn't believe that it yeah. was affecting us, but I think yeah. it really was. Even, even all the smog around us and all the electromagnetic energy, all of these things are hurting our thyroid along with all our x-rays, dental x-rays, all this radiation. So there's many, many things that hurt our thyroid, but very few people get told they're low because the right tests aren't done and we don't interpret the tests that we do do correctly either. And that's because for, for blood tests, we take 100 patients and we um, use the bell-shaped curve and two standard deviations, which is 95%. So 95 people or percent out of 100 are labeled normal. But there's a lot of people low in the range that are suffering immensely. They get told they're normal, and when what, in fact they aren't. What are their symptoms that, that they come in with? Symptoms of low thyroid, one big one is cold hands, cold feet, or cold intolerance. Yeah turn the heater higher, extra blankets, and you always have cold hands and feet, and tiredness. That's two of the biggest ones. But dry skin, dry eyes, losing hair, especially more for females rather than us guys, that's more of a testosterone thing. And it's not just a female disease, I'm low thyroid, and many men are low thyroid. Um, so. Um, losing hair, losing eyebrows, dry eyes, puffiness under the eyes, weak fingernails, breaking and, and chipping. Everything is slow when you're low thyroid, so constipation, slow reflexes, slow thinking, and severe fatigue. Those are some of the main, and plus weight gain. is Now 90% of people that are low thyroid are very overweight, but I've got a, about 10% of patients that are very normal weight, and I call that the lucky group because they say, well, they are, because if you're low thyroid, you're usually overweight. But if um, I've got little patients that are very low thyroid and they're still very slim, so they're kind of the lucky group. This ties into this thing called reverse T3 that's poorly understood. Reverse T3 is a hormone we have and its purpose is to protect the fat on the body. And we don't get taught this in medical school either and a lot of this stuff isn't taught, um, but it's in the medical literature and we can support that. Reverse T3 is unique. If it's a high number, it holds on to fat like a vice and doesn't let patients lose weight, no matter how much they exercise or how little they eat. And if you get the regular treatments that a lot of physicians use in treating with T4, which is the pre-hormone, um, that raises the reverse, so people gain even more weight and they're very frustrated with taking Synthroid Levoxyl kind of medicine. So that is not the best choice for most people. We want to get rid of the reverse T3, and the only way to do that is actually giving the real hormone, which is T3 made in a time-release preparation. And so you do compounding here? Yes, we do. And you specialize in compounding for hormonal treatment in, in every way, right? It's yes, not we just do. here. So thank you for coming in today, doctors. And Dr. Whiteman, I wanted to ask you, what makes your life brighter? A lot of things, but I really enjoy this kind of medicine. Um, I did ER for years and had to quit that because I messed up my neck skiing. And I was kind of devastated when it first happened, but doing this kind of medicine has been like reinventing myself and it's been very rewarding for me to give people their life back. So. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you again for, for your help with me and all the people out there that have benefited, and uh, thank you for coming in. Thank you. 
anyone out there who knows somebody that's suffering from these symptoms and might want to visit the Holtorf Medical Clinic down in El Segundo, and it's technically HoltorfMedical.com. Is that right? HoltorfMed.com. Okay, so it's the Holtorf Medical Group, and you can find them in El Segundo. And we'll be back when you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. And when we come back, we're going to speak to Dr. Holtorf himself. So stay tuned. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. You can find us on Facebook at MakingLifeBrighter.com, and you can go into the archives on the radio tab at Making Life Brighter. And today, I have special guest, Dr. Holtorf, and we've been speaking with Dr. Whiteman here at the Holtorf Medical Group, which is in El Segundo, California, and they treat for thyroid disorders, 
all autoimmune dysfunction or immune dysfunction in general, and Lyme especially. So they treat many, many things at this clinic, and we've been talking about that specifically. But one thing that I really want to get into is hormone therapy and the misunderstanding of hormone therapy. And Dr. Holtorf is an expert in that, and he's done a lot of research, and he's written papers on it. He's also someone that has been affected by Lyme disease himself, and you can hear and see him speak about that on the Making Life Brighter YouTube segment. So you can go to YouTube and check that out later. But welcome, Dr. Holtor. Thank you. Yeah, this is Glad wonderful. This is this is great. Thank you for taking time out to be with us today. So tell us a little bit about your research with hormone and bioidentical hormone therapy versus what's out and, there. And as, as we talked about in the last segment is I'm a very evidence-based physician and I published a number of review articles on so-called controversial topics. So you hear one group of doctors saying bioidenticals are safer and then you have some maybe more mainstream doctors, so-called mainstream, saying, oh, there's no difference. So I went, I looked up every study that was available from the time of the publication back and really found that you look at every study that compares bioidentical hormones to synthetic, clearly more efficacious, they work better, and much safer. So let's just go, you know, what is bioidentical? And you'll hear doctors say it's just a, basically a selling term, you know, that it's not a medical term. It's crazy. It's very much a medical term. It's a difference between basically bioidentical is exact chemical structure as what's in your body, okay? That's not a sales term. And normally, those aren't what gets, gets used because you can't generally patent something that's naturally already in the body. So what they do is they tweak it. And when they do that, you sometimes it's much more potent, but then it's going to have different side effects. For instance, you look at progesterone versus progestin. So progesterone was in basically naturally in your body, but they took that and tweaked it and made a progestin. Now, doctors use that interchangeably, progestin, progesterone. Uh, you'll see in studies are often, you know, the study will be on progestin, they'll say progesterone increased the risk for breast cancer. Like, what? And you look at actually, so the uh, progestin got approved as progesterone did for protecting the uterus. So both Progestin and progesterone, when you have high estrogen, it will protect the um, basically the uterine lining from getting too thickened and hyperplasia. So it will protect it from too much stimulation. But interestingly, when we look at the studies, progestin and progesterone have opposite effects in the breast. So basically, progesterone will calm down the division of breast tissue with estrogen, while progestins make it worse. So right there, you have a very physiologic difference between the two, and guess what? It plays out in the studies showing increased risk of breast cancer with progestin, while dramatic reduction in breast cancer if you use progesterone. So if best thing to give someone breast cancer, you want to do that, take a progestin, which is in birth control pills, a lot of the, uh, you know, basically, you know, uh, insertable there in uh, IUDs, uh, you can uh, basically... Um, in, in what about the, the injectable hormones See, and things that they put in oh people? Oh my gosh, and, and they cause seems... terrible weight gain, inflammation, again, increased risk of cancer, mm-hmm. and they're just... Again, they, they got to prove because they both protect the uterus. They do. But, but guess what? One, there's there's other effects thing, right? in the body. Yeah, yeah, you're not looking at the whole. You're looking at one area of and, study. And so when I did the review, they called the biodegal hormone debate. And, uh, and 
hundreds and hundreds of studies, they all came out with the same conclusion, and I just really ended with, why is there even a debate still? And that's the problem in medicine. I love medical debates, I, you know, and but you don't get that anymore. It's all political, financial, you know, it's us against them, whatever your team is, kind of Republicans and Democrats. Well, no is it one, for the people? It, it is not. For it's the for, it's, <laughs> it's interesting how the dynamics are very complex, but, you know, basically the pharmaceutical companies own the FDA. And all the pharmaceutical companies are the ones that basically fund all these societies. Let's say the endocrine society, uh, the uh, you know. But people are looking for a place to turn. Where do they turn? And, and, and that's some place like the research question. that you're doing is showing not only a written result but an actual physical result in people that are coming in and going out. And right, I'm and, one and of those you find, people. Yeah, and you find people feel so much better. But here's the thing, too. Even getting published, okay, these journals basically get all their money from advertising from pharmaceutical companies. So if you want to publish something that's saying, hey, these drugs are not as good, uh, you need to get it compounded, they don't get any ads for compounding. You, It's so hard to get it published. So even, why do you use compounding specifically, and how do you get around that? How do you... How do you um, Make it so that it's it's just right for people yeah. that satisfies what and, they want. And so you hear, oh, they're not safe. They're not FDA approved. I mean, FDA approval. I mean, things are made outside the country are FDA approved. Uh, it, you know, they have criteria, but we also compounding have probably stricter criteria for basically how the potency. Where you know the FDA says plus or minus ten percent. We're usually plus or minus three to five percent and terms of potency you know we we test everything now there is there is a valid question of saying hey these company pharmacies they could be different um it's just like different brands versus generic meds sometimes it works in someone so there's something different about them but 90 percent of the time you're having a result that's positive and you can prove that on blood work oh exactly and what's funny if you take a progestin the progesterone level goes down because it's does come up with a blood test. And, but we found sometimes now there's a, uh, a very good uh, company that provides formulas for all the company pharmacies to, to make whatever it is, thyroid, estrogen, progesterone. It's a very good company, and it's good to have your pharmacy part of that. Unfortunately, it was about 15 years ago, I was saying, okay, why does the time-release T3, it's not working right. There's just the absorption problem. And what we found is when, we made, when you make thyroid time-release, there's an optimal range. If you make it two time-release, it doesn't absorb. So, which, one argument say, well, just give more, but it also doesn't look good. But is good. that also a weakness in the pituitary by that point? I mean, is there an and, synergy you know, between those glands and glands in general? Oh, absolutely. And we find with all the hormones, they're really small doses of optimizing all the hormones, much better than saying, okay, here's a big dose of thyroid or a big dose of estrogen. Mm-hmm. And people just, it just works so much better, safer. And that's when we find the real success where, you know, women especially, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm back in tune, you know. Mm-hmm. feel like just something's not right. And oftentimes, a little tweaking and, you know, just check the, check the levels. And so many women now, so as you get older, estrogen level drops, okay. Then it starts going kind of up and down, a little crazy, and then it drops. Now, so most women never come in until they have low estrogen hot flashes. But what happens is progesterone drops faster. So now, even though you're lower estrogen, let's say, 
or 45 years old, lower estrogen, actually even lower progesterone, so you're actually estrogen dominant. So what happens? You get basically irritable, weight gain, uh, can't sleep, you know, so all these things just PMSy and uh, and you know, most yes women are like, well, all my friends are like that, so you know, the divorce rate goes Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. And so, just giving, I mean, and progesterone, you look at progesterone levels, the more you have, the less cancer. So, and the more, for instance, when you're pregnant, it's like taking a whole bottle of progesterone several times a day. And the more times you're pregnant, less risk of breast cancer. It really calms those, those genes down that cause breast cancer. So, you want that high. And you look at more and more that women are so much more estrogen dominant, and you're and basically you can predict just based on that increased risk of breast cancer and that's what we're seeing now take somebody like Angelina Jolie she um, had a mastectomy on account of a prediction of the gene expression Right. Do you think the gene would be expressed if more people took progesterone like this? That is a very, very good point. And I was actually just talking about that uh, this morning with, with another doctor about these genetic tests. And I think they're, the genetic tests are good. We're moving in the right direction with that. But they don't tell the whole story. Because as you were saying, you can have a gene, but it's not turned on unless you do X or you can turn it off with that. So you're exactly right. You have genes for basically uh, breast cancer suppressing with progesterone. It's just like having the, the gene for diabetes. You know, if you eat well, stay away from carbs, you probably won't get diabetes. Right. So they say, well, it's genetic or is it, you know, environmental? And every illness is both. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the number one thing you see here? Number one thing, I would say we're a fatigue clinic and all the so many causes of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, they're all vicious cycles. So they come in, they go, I don't know about that. And people sometimes will hear, well, what if I come in and you don't find anything? Like, (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. I was going to say that would be hard to do. Yeah. And and so we were just, oh my gosh, even, you know, when we show them the labs and show it in black and white and they're just like... First, they, you know, start, a lot of times they'll start crying. They're like, I'm going to show my husband. See, I told him all this time. Or say, I have no metabolism. No one believes me. We'll check their metabolism on the first visit. And on average, 25, you know, about 25% lower metabolism. And we find if you basically diet and cycle three times or more in your life, your metabolism significantly drops. So when you go back to normal eating, it doesn't go back. So one of the reasons is your body makes reverse T3, which blocks the thyroid. And so everyone's low thyroid. If you've dieted in the past, you're likely low thyroid. Wow, that's amazing. Most people don't talk about that in that way. They don't address it. Yeah, and as again, such. they go to their doctor and say, my thyroid's fine because the TSH is normal. Mm-hmm. But again, that misses about 80 to 90% of people with low thyroid. Of all the IVs that you offer here, what's your favorite one and why? Uh, what's my favorite one? I would say... Ozone, and I'm going to start naming everything because they all they work again synergistically. I, I love the cell therapies, which are kind of the growth factors and peptides, um, and even going back to these nutritional IVs. They, you know, kind of they're not high tech. A lot of people are doing them, but but you see them work time after time. Pro athletes are using the nutritional IVs quite a bit, and yeah. uh, they're having a result from them. Of course, that that theory and that approach has been going on for. You know, years. And, and, and now it's just, more mainstream. And we're, uh, I haven't seen a lot of, we don't see a lot of athletes. We try not to because we don't want to get into any bodybuilders or 
athletes where you know, it's an issue of actually getting them better. We have some peptides now that dramatically reduce inflammation. And studies show, let's say you have a tendon tear, inject in the tendon, speeding recovery by like five times. There you go. And, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and you can find us at makinglifebrighter.com. And we'll be right back with more Dr. Holtorf right here. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter Consciousness Columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free roam sanctuary. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and we're today filming and talking live at uh, the Holtorf Medical Group down at El Segundo, California, and I have Dr. Holtorf here with me, and we've been speaking about all the amazing technology and the breakthroughs of things that they're offering here for people that have low thyroid, any kind of immune disorder. If you have Lyme or know someone with Lyme, this is the place to come to. And the Holtorf Medical Group is down in the new offices down at El Segundo, California, and people fly in from all over the world down here. And you can find it online at holtorfmed.com. That's holtorfmed.com, H-O-L-T-O-R-F-M-E-D.com. And Dr. Holtorf, we've been talking about a lot of things, but you yourself had Lyme. So let's touch on that because we did a whole video segment that you can go to YouTube and watch and you can hear all the exclusives there. But 
he actually has suffered through Lyme. And what are some of the symptoms you had when you first realized that something was wrong? And, and as we talked about in the video, I just want to mention that Lyme disease is just exploding. And it's oftentimes not really just Lyme disease, but oftentimes co-infections with things like Babesia and Bartonella, so other parasites and infections. And we're looking that not only is this exploding in terms of people having the Lyme syndrome, which we'll talk about, but they're finding almost every cancer is infection-related, every autoimmune disease. So all these things, degenerative disease, neurodegenerative diseases, are likely Lyme or some other infection. For instance, McDonald, head of the Harvard Brain Bank, did biopsies and cultures on, every, on all the patients who had Alzheimer's. 100% of the time, cultured out Lyme. They would not let him publish the results wow. because they said it would cause too much panic. Uh, same thing we're finding with Parkinson's. We're finding you know, Lou Gehrig's disease, which when I was in medical school, it said if anyone's younger than 80, it's not Lou Gehrig's disease. You hear it all over the place. You know, Anaheim Angels has it. Um, but isn't that a derivative? Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, Lou Gehrig's is all the same derivative, isn't it? I mean, there. When you look at the infection, so what happens is, is that viral, really? There. Well, usually it's a combination. And you look at, for instance, studies on chronic fatigue syndrome. There's probably a hundred different infections that are found in eighty percent of patients with chronic fatigue syndrome, five percent of normals. So. Are people have all these things causing it, then well, what's more likely is that there's a primary infection that lowers the immune system. Now everything else is somewhat opportunistic, so it comes back out. So you get HIV patients. I mean, they have everything. You know, everyone has Epstein-Barr in their body, right? So if you have a good immune system, it keeps it at bay. But once it drops, now you have all this stuff come out. It suppresses the immune system more. Now you get another 10 infections. So which ones do you concentrate on? And sometimes why you have to sometimes, you know, Antivirals generally don't work for for bacteria and vice versa, and sometimes you have to treat both, but you don't know which one is the primary, but again, over time, it doesn't matter. So you need to address a number of them that are especially lowering the immune system. Once you get the immune system up, which is the key, then you have a a good chance of fighting those infections. And you do that with some of the supplements that you have developed here, as well as the, and offer now, um, the IVs. And the IVs of ozone, the IVs of colloidal silver, all the nutritional IVs, now that's a mainstay to this clinic. Yeah, and you look at, you know, going to the basics and your body needs high levels of nutrients to keep the immune system up. We use growth factors and peptides are probably one of the biggest new things that we have. Lotus naltrexone is great. What um, is that? So naltrexone is basically an opiate blocker. So it's used especially in emergency rooms. You go in, someone has an overdose of a pain medicine. They give it to them, boom, reverses it. But they found also some people, they'll use it if they're addicted to opiates. They give it to them so they can't get high on it. Uh, It has no effect, so it blocks that effect. But they found at very low dose, it's immune modulator. So basically, we talked about in the previous video section where you have two sides of your immune system, Th1, Th2, they're out of balance. This lotus naltrexone will bring it back in balance. And what does it come in a supplement form? Yeah, so it needs to be compounded because you can get it in a regular pharmacy at 50 milligrams, but we generally need around four and a half milligrams. To um, create, and so do you combine that with anything else, or is that something that... Yeah, we almost use nothing by itself. So we're, we have a disadvantage of not knowing exactly what works, but the thing is, you, let's say you use... Uh, 
whatever, treatment A doesn't work. Try treatment B doesn't work, treatment C doesn't work, do them together, they work. So oftentimes it's multiple things and we, so it's kind of hard to say, hey, this is our best one. This is, you know, we find we, that most people, re, you know, will respond uh, to a combination much better than any single therapy. And you've created a line of your own products which are comprised of mushrooms and um, lots of minerals and other herbs, things that you know are working for each individual indication. Right. And, and with our supplements, I mean, I've been formulating supplements for a long time. Look at the research, put together, again, synergistic combination. And But it's interesting because sometimes I'll go, oh, my God, I came with the best combination. This is going to be great. Find clinically it doesn't work, so we don't carry it. <laughs> so that's a nice thing with our products. Generally, you know, 80% of them have been used long term. The doctors aren't going to use something that doesn't work. I mean, yeah. they're very, you know, good or bad. It's like they're like, forget well, it. We all are this one, yeah. You're proving this on blood. Blood work. You're looking back at yeah, the blood work and on a regular just basically basis. effect. And you know, so we compound a lot of things because they're you basically don't come in doses that we want or the form that we want or even you know we're almost like a third world country now with with the FDA is we're not getting you know basic treatments that are approved everywhere else in the world such as thymus and alpha one that we talked about in the previous segment. Great immune booster, totally safe. Don't have it here. Um, uh, isoprenosine. Broad spectrum antiviral immune booster available pretty much everywhere else in the world. We don't have it here, so we compound it. You know, so it's it's really amazing. We're supposed to be the best in you know uh, country in terms of medicine. We certainly aren't anymore. So where do people mostly go for these things, and is it legal to do that here now? I mean, can they come to this clinic and? and yeah, so we have, you know, uh, most of our patients are from out of town, out of state, different countries, and you say, you know, which countries aren't getting very good care, and it's getting bad in every country, you know, with the whole cost of medical care, and we're finding now with the, you know, affordable health care, it's like medications that have been around for 50 years, we used to be able to get a 1,000 of them for $30. Now it's wholesale $255 for 30 caps. I mean, just like doxycycline, antiparasitics that were pennies are now $3,000. It's all price fixing, it's all a mess, and unfortunately, it's going to get worse well, isn't better. doxycycline one of the formulated antidotes to Lyme disease? It's one of the things that, that helps. It's been a mainstay, and it's been around forever. <laughs> well, it's interesting that now it's gone up, right? And Lyme disease is going up. Yeah, but it's, it's everything. It but doesn't matter. Yeah. Your premise is basically building the immune system from the ground up, giving it the, the boost so that every symptom or system has the ability to come back up again and regulate. And, and that's exactly right. So we talked about in the, in the video section that everything's a vicious cycle. So, you know, the first thing is, one, trying to find a doctor that diagnoses Lyme, and the, the standard tests are just terrible. They have no sensitivity. And, for instance, my tests were basically negative, except I did the special tests that were positive. But then after I started treatment, my standard tests became very positive. So that's what we're finding is that you find the people actually with, let's say, on the Western blot from Quest or LabCorp, the sickest patients with Lyme have no bands. 
So it's yeah. like the doctor says you don't have it. They end up having it the worst because there's no immune system. They, it's just destroyed the immune system. But after you treat it, all of a sudden the body starts recognizing it and it comes positive. So you have to know the limitations of, of the testing and really have a, a very high clinical suspicion to test these things. Well, thank you very much for coming in today and for doing this with us. Dr. Holtorf, Holtorf Medical Group, do you here in El Segundo, California? And you can listen to the archives again because this is a very in-depth talk. And also go to YouTube and check out the video there of Dr. Holtorf talking about his Lyme disease. So you can go to holtorfmed.com for more information and to visit the clinic. And I ask everyone one question. What <laughs> makes your life brighter? What makes my life brighter? Um... I'm kind of a nerd, so I'd say probably <laughs> research. And it's funny, my girlfriend was saying, I've never seen someone who just, you, your fun is doing research, you know. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, maybe it's a little boring, but. No, thank you so much, and thank you for all that you do for everyone. We're here at uh, Holtorf Medical Clinic in El Segundo, California, making life brighter. Go out and make someone else's life brighter. Have a great day. for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.